You're dialing in to the All Things Telesales Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lynn. If the phone is your weapon, this is your podcast. We're changing the perception of telesales. We're a tribe of telesales professionals who believe in compassion before commission. We're empowering the call coaching experience by starting with the person and salesperson. When we take care of the person, the calls take care of themselves. All right, on the All Things Telesales podcast, we got Neil Patel. Welcome to the show, Neil. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I've uh, been looking forward to this. So uh, for those that don't know Neil Patel, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So serial entrepreneur, I tend to create businesses in the uh, marketing technology space. I have an ad agency called Neil Patel Digital, where we help people drive traffic and increase their uh, sales and revenue from the web. Um, but yeah, and I have a marketing software called Uber Suggest. Nice. Cool. So, so working with a lot of contact centers and a lot of people on our podcast, they're phone-based sales professionals, right? And so some of the questions that have come in is like, um, you know, how do you weigh scalability, you know, with, when we play the long play with like SEO and organic marketing, um, can you kind of walk us through like how to, how to really measure our success? Leads. You measure by qualified leads, and then from there, you measure from revenue close. To give you an idea, last month, my team had over 11,000 inbound leads in the United States oh, wow. to follow up and call with. It's too many for our team to handle. Wow. That's the power of SEO and the long play. Wow, that's powerful. So how long would you say that it might take certain companies um, to kind of get there? I mean, patience is, is a well, virtue, right? Yeah, 11,000 11, is a uh, little hard to get to right away, but right. you can get to enough to feed your sales team and start leveraging more inbound uh, sales versus outbound within six months to a year. Right. So let's say we're working with a lot of insurance agents and say, if we wanted to really build up our, our SEO game to say, you know, specific conditions as it relates to like life insurance and things like that, like yep, key, specific keywords. cities, geographies, right. all that. Yeah. So you would want to go after like San Diego life insurance, San Diego whole life insurance, all that kind of stuff. Right. And then, so I, I love it because then, then you're creating an inbound lead generator. So even like paper call companies could even do this as well, where um, they, they do a, a paper call based on the inbound traffic and how many buffers, how many seconds it might relate to um, their quali- how they qualify and they sell those calls too. Yep. Yeah, cool. It's, it's a very similar model, but instead of paper call, you're just, in essence, you'll back it out to what does it cost you for a lead and how much revenue are you generating? It's super effective. It's the same reason why everyone does paid advertising because paid ads work, right? This is right. another form of it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as, as it applies to the sales realm, um, you know, it sounds like, you know, 11,000 inbound leads. That's, that's a lot. So that, that's for your internal team. Yeah. That, and that's wow. just for United States, but yeah. Oh, wow. That's powerful. Um, so th- that definitely, uh, proves the, the, <laughs> the method to the madness of being able to, you know, really focus on SEO and things like that to really, but a lot of people, man, they, they feel like they're just, um, they're too busy to, and, you know, they, they focus on, you know, short term, you know, solutions like immediate fix that immediate need, that immediate fix. What, what advice might you give to somebody um, to really 
do this type of uh, marketing? I, I believe in if you, if you want to win, you either have to go big or go home. Yeah. And the quick and easy wins isn't what ends up getting you there. You got to make those long, hard bets. Yeah. And whether it's SEO or some other type of investment, if you expect something to really change your life, change your business really quickly without much little effort, you got a whole another thing coming to you because <laughs> that's not life. Yeah. So if you typically, um, the larger the investment, the larger the reward, as long as it's calculated, right? Yeah. Like if you're running ads and you already know you're making money from ads, then SEO is a no brainer investment. Yeah. It may take longer to pay off, but once it does pay off, it's much more profitable than ads. Right. And then it's long-term, you know, it's, it's that consistency too, you know? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and you probably would even agree with this is uh, have build for the long game, you know, strategize for the long game, still serve the immediate needs of the business, but you also have to have this on top of that as well to complement, you know, both direct marketing and this type of organic SEO marketing as well to really have a blended, if you will, uh, business model until the long play really starts paying off. Exactly. Yeah. And so with all this, uh, what, what, what are you most excited about right now, Neil? Personal, professional? Um, personal and professional, you know, it sucks what COVID-19 has done to the economy. Uh, but at least in marketing, it's opened up a lot of opportunities in which A, people have seen the power of digital marketing and B, you're seeing a lot of people not spending on digital marketing because businesses are shutting down. So it creates less competition. Now, now granted, if I had a wave of magic wand, I'd rather have things the old way, even if this, this is going to cause a digital marketing boom or e-commerce boom or whatever you want to calling it. Still, there's too many lives at stake, right? Like I, I wish it never happened. and Right. Digital marketing didn't grow even more popular. Um, but from what we've seen, digital marketing's grown way more popular. Uh, less people are doing it, funny enough, although people are researching more. And there's so much potential out there. And now's the time to strike because the cost is lower than ever just because competition isn't spending as much money as they were three, four, five, six months ago. Right. And so, so with that in mind, uh, it, it creates a a whole world of opportunity for those that are willing to, to take the shots. You know, you miss all the shots you don't take. You know? That's right. Yeah. So um, what, what else, what else might you be excited about right now with everything going on? Um, you know, technology is still changing at a rapid pace. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you're going to start seeing in the next, Six months to a year, we're already seeing it right now, but more people are pushing on things like virtual reality, yeah. right? It's like, it's not big yet, but just imagine this. Right now, you can't go to a mall. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, why would you want to go to a mall? You want to go e-commerce, buy online. No, there's still a ton of people that like going to all these malls and places where they can shop with friends. Imagine these stores having a virtual reality type of store and you can go into like Nordstrom's talk with your friends, act like you're there, like you're engaging and straight up shop, try items on. You guys can figure out what you guys want to buy and what you don't want to buy. Yeah. I really do see the world moving into that place. Not in a year or two, but it's pushing forward and forward and you're seeing more technology being developed for that, you know, and you have over the last few years, but we're seeing an increase in that over the last 
three plus months and people are really pushing hard on that. And I do see that as a big trend. Yeah. So that definitely sounds like something that's piqued your curiosity. Um, and you sound like an individual where, um, you know, you like to really push the limits and, um, yeah. So, so what are some things in your life to where you would say, yeah, I really push the limit to, to, to reach this level of success and, and where you are and where you want to be? It's, it's not about pushing the limits to reach a certain level of success or anything. I'm not saying I am successful or I'm not, yeah. um, that's to each their own. Right. I more right. so push myself to be the best I can. There so if go. I'm going to learn yeah. something, I'm going to go as far as I can. If I'm going to, and, and never stop. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to put 110%. You know, I, I just don't do what's required. You either do, for me, it's all or nothing. And if yeah. you're not going to put 110% in it, then go and do something else. Because if you're not willing to put 110% in, that usually means you're not passionate about it and you'd rather be going and doing something else. And go do that thing that you're passionate about because then you won't have to be forced to push, put 110% in. You'll naturally do it because you'll love it. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So what I'm hearing you say is really uh, pursue your potential, pursue your passions over yeah. a paycheck. Yeah. Dude, you know, everyone talks about, I want to make money and money's great. You yes. need it. It makes the world go round and round. I love but it, yeah. look, you don't have to make double the money. You could just cut your expenses back and be happy. Right. Right. So if you're right. satisfied with what you're doing, you're content and you want to do it for the rest of life and it doesn't pay the bills. That's okay. Figure out how to cut down your bills. Yeah. Better be happy at what you love doing and get better at that than be miserable and do something that you hate. I know yeah. a lot of people who make a ton of money that hate what they're doing. Yep. Uh, some have considered doing like giving it all away. Some of them have actually given all away. Yep. Some have, uh, and I know quite a few people who love what they're doing. They make maybe 70, 80, hundred grand a year, which is still really good money. And they're like, yeah, just buy a smaller house. Yeah. You know, it's like little <laughs> things like that make it easier. Right. Who says yeah. you need a multi-million dollar house? You know, it's like, Sure, you see that shit on Instagram, but it's all yep. bullshit. Right. <laughs> yeah, man, I love it. So sounds like uh, welcome to the Compassion Before Commission Club, bro. That's the the title of this podcast, really, at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love, I love I love we got that uh out of you today, man, because that we're we're very much in line with that for sure. It's like um, you know, really pursuing that passion, that potential. What advice might you give to somebody that's you know, really struggling with this long play that of their passion and potential. It looks like, cause it's kind of the theme of our uh, time here today is like the long play, you know, like the long game. And it, it, they're, they're thinking about the wrong way. Look, yeah. you, you, you think about the long game yeah. and you want to take short term shortcuts, try yeah. to figure out how to get there quicker. You're just like, nah, I'd rather be miserable. Well, think about it this way. If you invest a few years into what you really love, you got the next 50 plus years, you know, 30, 40, whatever you want to call it, depending how long you want to work yeah. to enjoy yourself. You want to keep taking shortcuts. You're going to be miserable for the next 30 plus years. Yeah. So you want to talk long game. You want to be miserable long-term or you want to be happy long-term. Yeah. You know, Theodore Roosevelt says the average person dies at the age of 25, but isn't buried to the age of 75. What that really means is the average person gives to mediocrity and, you know, quits their dreams and aspirations and their ambitions and just gets a job because that's what we're told to do in society is especially we get married with kids and, and average person at 25 they just they die on the inside you know yep. and um what advice might you give that person that's just that needs to really be woke up 
you know, the way I like looking at things is a lot of it is who you surround yourself with. Yeah. If you're surrounded by people who are miserable and aren't happy, then go find new friends or go change your environment. I'm not saying you have to ditch them, but right. go find other people who are going to make you a better person. They say you are who you surround yourself with, right? You take your average five people and that's who you are, especially income wise. And I'm not saying you have to surround yourself with people who are making a ton of money or anything like that, but go surround yourself with people who are content and satisfied with their life and they love what they're doing because that should help give you motivation versus being around people who are all stuck in the same place and they're like, man, you know, I don't know what to do. I'm not happy. I'm getting my paycheck and they're miserable and complaining, but yet they'll go watch TV for four hours a day. It's just like, well, stop complaining, go do something. I don't have the time. I'm busy to get back. Well, you got four hours that you're watching TV from or sleep less. Like it's just the reality. Yeah. And I was reading, you're dead. I was reading a Forbes article that you wrote um, that you're talking about the amount of hours that you watch TV, but it's just the type of TV that you're watching, right? Where you're talking about, you watched um, some investments and stuff like that. I think it was an article you wrote back in 2016. I watched talk- CNBC a lot. Right, yeah. I watched Bloomberg, stuff yeah. like that. I watched BBC uh, World News a lot. Right. And all that just helps me figure out what's happening. I read a ton. Um, I do have TV on. Sometimes it's movie channels like right now. The Nice Guys is playing. I've already seen it a long time ago, but uh, I don't really watch it. Before this, I think it was Aquaman. Yeah. And I literally probably saw three minutes of Aquaman and I was working the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah. I, for me, I also like TV in the background because I need the noise. Right. Uh, usually I would have like CNBC or something like that, but the market's already closed. Right. Um, what about what else might you have in the background? Sometimes when I'm knocking out tasks, I might play some classical music. So I'm like orchestrating the <laughs> symphony yeah. in all the chaos, man. What, what else do you uh, listen to? Uh, so classical music, I love uh, yeah. French jazz. I love that as well. But I, I'm down to listen to anything, even news. Yeah. <laughs> I know some people find news boring, but I love the news. Right. Yeah. Especially. Sadly, nowadays, I don't but... always like what's happening on the news, but right, yeah. I do love watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now is definitely, it's necessary part of our day to, to make sure, well, do I need to go down that street today? You know, you, you don't really know so much uncertainty and so much. Yeah. Which, but you which, know what? Yeah. We've had uncertainty throughout the history of the United States. Absolutely. We'll be fine. It'll take time. It sucks. Yeah. Um, you know, and some of the uncertainty we'll figure out cures or we'll figure out change and we'll be in a better place, you know, hopefully three, six months from now, year from now. And uh, yeah, people, life will keep moving forward. Yeah. So um, in your life, some of your passions, and we t- we're talking a lot about passion. Um, right now, uh, wh- what, are you, what are you most passionate about? I'm passionate about marketing and just yeah. helping people get more traffic and succeeding online. I really genuinely love that. It's like yeah. a drug for me. <laughs> Nice. Like I've never done like drugs, like cocaine or anything like that. So I don't know the right. feeling, but like yeah. it's my version of a drug. Like, so at right. least I feel that rush, Right. you know, again, I don't know what the real feeling is by doing a drug, but my version of a rush is it's like, Oh my God, look at my traffic. Oh my God. I help someone else get traffic. <laughs> like when I get emails from like a mother of me, like I got a bed and breakfast. My son works at home Depot. He was struggling. He wanted to go to college. We couldn't make it happen. Um, but through your marketing, I was able to get my rankings up and we're now we're jam packed. 
And I was able mm-hmm. to save enough and send my kid to college. Like that kind of stuff makes me happy. Right. Now, granted, right now, it's, environments change a little bit, but it's like those kind of emails that really give me that rush. Right. So it's like you're making an impact. Yeah. So I, I, I hope. I'm trying. Right. You know, whatever I can. Yeah. Even if it's one person at a time. Right. Yeah. So how, how might you measure success of, you know, where you start someone off to, you know, to get to that kind of level? Like, how do you, how do you measure success in marketing? Success in marketing is simple. How much more traffic are you generating and how does that traffic equate into revenue? Those are the only two things that matter. Yeah. Can't get more traffic. You're not going to do well. Can't get the traffic to convert into revenue. You're not going to do well either. (laughs) You get a ton of traffic, but it doesn't convert into revenue. Well, who gives a crap? Traffic's useless unless, you know, it's converting revenue. You just cost your server bills to go up, right? So It it reminds me of, um, I've been to a lot of different conferences in this industry, which is like LeedsCon, Affiliate Summit. Not going to a lot of them right now because everything going on. Yeah. But but they would come by our booths, which I was selling a call center software uh, at that time. And they would come to us, got traffic, 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 traffic. Like every every digital marketer was looking for traffic, man. They all want traffic. (laughs) Yeah. That's the the thing, right? Traffic. it's what the web revolves around, right? You got an online <laughs> business. You don't get any eyeballs. You're screwed. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, so how, how can we, and where do we send traffic to, to Neil Patel? NeilPatel.com. <laughs> Easy enough. Yeah. And, um, so I see you're, you're active. Uh, you write a lot of articles, books, things like that too, uh, as well. Yeah. I write a lot of articles. I, sh- I have YouTube videos, uh, post on social media a few times a week. Uh, what else? Do I do, you know, uh, try to go live here and there, have a podcast called Marketing School, have the tool called Ubersuggest that people can use for free to get more traffic. There's a free version of it at least. But yeah. 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 I'm really curious, um, real quick, when, when you started off, um, how long ago was that? And like, how, how did you measure? you know, you're becoming more, more and more, more traffic known things like that in the industry as a go-to marketing guy. Like what was that journey? Like whenever you first started, was, was it, a, did you have to overcome a lot of challenges and you know, what was everyone does, right? It was 19 years ago. Oh, wow, I, I look yeah. at it as how the journey is, is you just grind out for a long time. Yeah. It goes back to the long game that we were talking about. Yeah, Don't worry about the yeah. process on how you get to the end. Just yeah. every day, what do you need to do? before the next day to, you know, hit your objectives, hit your KPIs, hit your goals, just crank, like seriously, just crank and don't look back and just push, push, push. And next thing you know, you'll be doing it for five, 10 years and you'll be happy and hopefully you have a smile on your face. That's right. (laughs) That's good, man. Yeah. Awesome. So 19 years. Wow. So, um, what, what were the, the first couple of years like? Well, first off, you know, it's funny when I told you I've been doing it for 19 years before yeah. I told you that I was running the numbers in my head. I'm like, oh, shit, it's been 19 <laughs> no, years. <damn>. Right. <laughs> it's like time flies. Yeah. The first couple of years, dude, I was living in my parents' house because I was 16 years old. Yeah. I was picking up trash at a theme park called Knott's Berry Farm and I was saving all the money I can make from the theme park to go and pay for my website, paying some people to develop it and trying oh, to wow. figure out how to get marketing going. Nice. Yeah. And it was just grinding up for years. The first yeah. four years, I didn't really make any money. I had revenue, but I wasn't putting any money in the bank. So it was pretty much at zero. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, 
as you as you were doing that, did you find yourself like um, finding other mentors and things like that to help you along the way? Because I, I hear a little bit of, you know, surrounding yourself around the right people. Did you find yourself after a couple of years like, OK, I really need to grow my network and really put myself out there to Dude, collaborate with m- mentors are great if you can get them good. If not, yeah. who gives a crap? Go to YouTube. You can search for right. anything you need help with that's your mentor yeah. straight up. Like just go to YouTube, <laughs> type in whatever shit you need to learn. That's yep. your mentor. <laughs> it really is. Like you can yeah. learn anything. And when I'm confused on how to do anything, dude, my front door keeps getting all these insects. Cause whoever created this house, they didn't weatherproof it. Went on YouTube, looked up that sh- stuff. Yeah. Bought the weather strip from Amazon. I installed it myself. Didn't do a good job. Went on YouTube, figured out, oh, I should have cleaned my door <laughs> yeah. and got off all the dirt before I put it. And that's why the sticky stuff came off. And no. then I did it all over again. You know what yeah. I mean? That day, YouTube was my mentor. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Now now you're on YouTube mentoring other people, bro. Look how the tables have turned. <laughs> there you go. But I'm still getting mentored. You can always yeah. learn more. I don't know Absolutely. everything. I, I look at every day as like, People are better than me. I need to learn more. I need to get better and I need to execute faster. It's like, just go, go, go. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, because the world really belongs to the executors. Uh, I mean, people, we always have wonderful ideas and things like that. Nah, but very few of us will execute on those ideas as well. Yep. What might, if there are any um, systems that you have in place, because you sound like a visionary, um, like myself too, as well, to really, you got the ideas, but how, do you, how did you go about executing those ideas? Sure. So the way I go about executing those ideas is really simple. What do I need to get done in the year to try to hit my goals? Yeah. Then break that down into months, then break that down to weeks, then days, and then create a checklist of what you need to do each and every single day. And don't put big tasks in there. Each task should be able to be done well in, inside 30 minutes. If it can't break it down into smaller tasks. And then every day I make sure that checklist is done before I go to sleep. That's it. Like nothing else, nothing crazy, nothing fancy. My checklist need to be done before I go to sleep. I don't care if it's Christmas. I don't care if it's New Year's. I know people think I sound crazy, but hey, that's how I get shit done. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I even went as far as implementing traction in a couple of businesses where the visionary was really strong on all their ideas, but uh, quickly learned that they were lacking in um, in like actually executing those ideas. And so... Uh, you know, track tractions, the uh, entrepreneur operating system. I don't know if you heard of it. It's not a plug yeah. for that by any means, but um, it's actually something that. No, um, we've used it. You've used it. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. The rocks and everything. Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> the ball, Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually helped uh, quite a few businesses that have been able to be a part of seeing them scale. It works, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so now, uh, so I know you, you were from Orange County um, originally. Um, and then I'm curious, how did, how did you meet Jeff Finster, who's actually a friend of mine as well? I got introduced to him from uh, Pat from Smart Passive Income. Oh, yeah. Cool. So, so he so, knows Pat and been friends with JFin ever since. Yeah. So it was like when you're talking about surrounding yourself around the right people, that he was the first person that came to mind who I yeah, met him through, awesome. through he's, David he's Meltzer. Yeah. Yeah, I know Dave as well. Dave's a good yeah. guy. Jeff's been crushing with his Everbowl, so yeah that's awesome man well uh i definitely appreciate your time today anything i didn't ask but probably should have nah we covered everything yeah man just well, go out there and learn and execute yeah that's it man and uh the world of marketing is better because of you brother i appreciate your time today 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. Visit allthingstelesales.com for additional resources that can help you drive more revenue. Did you like today's episode? If so, subscribe so next week's episode will be available for you. And if you really like today's episode, leave a five-star review. It's a good way to get the word out there. And if not, check out another episode. Maybe then you'll be able to rate the show five stars. Anyone you'd like to hear from on the show, send an email to podcast at allthingstelesales.com. I'd love to hear from you. Don't threaten me with a good time. This episode was off the hook.